Welcome to Whole Woman Health. I am your host, Bethany Gadvoice, certified registered yoga teacher. Discover the healer within. We will discuss women's health, all things yoga, self-healing, healthy aging, facing pain, but also what your deepest passions are, what makes your heart beat. Any deep connected topic is on the table of discussion. Join me. Hello and welcome to Whole Woman Health Podcast. This is a special episode as part of my Ayurveda series. And today's episode is Ayurveda for hormones or fertility. I recently did a podcast with Corrine of Hormone um, Yoga Therapy. Lotus Moon Yoga, and I did get into a little bit of my fertility journey in that episode. Um, I also did a guest uh, podcast with Women Who Want More and did, you know, a little bit of pieces of my fertility journey there, but I felt that it was worth having its own episode because I know so many women that struggle with hormone issues, um, fertility maybe not so much in my direct circle, That hasn't been as prevalent, but when I was going through fertility and IVF treatments, I was part of many groups and there was thousands of women that were struggling. So it's definitely an area that I feel needs attention and needs the right information because while you're in it, you are more than confused. You don't know where to turn. There's so many places of experts or there's so many that are sharing like hormone support or how to improve hormones but until I did Ayurveda nothing really had worked for me and this is where you need to take it with a grain of salt so if you're listening to this and you haven't tried a lot you know some of the the information available might work for you it could be very simple everyone's different But if you're listening and you've literally tried everything similar to what my journey was, then this might be the piece for you. This might be more of a fit. So in improving our hormones, we essentially, we're working on the endocrine system, the reproductive system. They're all kind of, it's tied together. They're intertwined. So it's not about just trying to get pregnant you want optimal hormones for you know female health for healthy aging for going through the transitions of womanhood so whether you're in childbearing years or approaching menopause you want those transitions to go smoothly or find ways to support your you through them so I have um an almost nine-year-old son and it was easy getting pregnant with him. The only real issues was once I had him, so the birth and postpartum is when some hormone imbalances showed up. And I've learned a lot since then. So the first thing I probably could have done better or different was I could have supported myself better postpartum while I was breastfeeding. I became deficient. I really didn't know what I know now as far as like what supplements to take or how to eat. 
to support the nutrients I would need to kind of make up for all of those nutrients leaving my body to go to my baby. So that's the first area. And then stress management. And this is kind of a theme in not just my life. I think everyone's life, just a matter of navigating how you handle those stressful situations that that show up and if you make little changes or drastic changes or whatever that may be. So I was beyond stress. I was in the frenetic time of my life, I like to call it. And it was just the whole like, go, 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 work, 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 mom, mom, mom. Um, not really this work-life balance that doesn't realistically exist. Not much of a balance. So I was not managing stress. I was handling stress poorly. So that would be the second thing to evaluate. And then um, thirdly, so all of these things kind of evened out, you know, once I stopped nursing my son, I had a thyroid issue that, you know, presented itself. I kind of handled that. I became more aware of my health and what I was eating. So I started to go down that whole path. And I've talked about this a lot on my blog and in podcasts. So I won't go down my whole self-healing journey, the beginning, because there's information out there. But once I began paying attention, I could you know, really focus and turn inward on those areas of my life that I most likely had neglected or just put off, you know, the things that you just don't want to deal with. So you just put it on the table or shelf for later, and then it comes up when you're not ready or in ways that really get your attention. So I'm on the self-healing journey. I'm doing more, you know, yoga, organic, just trying to live a healthier life in general and have healthier thoughts and deal with stress in a different way, have more control over my life. So that's kind of how things went for a while. But throughout this period, um, I had still some like body things to attend to. So I worked some body pain out, the yoga helped a lot with that. But my period was always kind of off since having my son I guess is how I would describe it and I mean it's been said once you have kids or children that your period may not return to what it once was and I I get that but I kind of just knew that something was always a little off you know when you just know your body enough that no matter how normal people say things are deep down you just know there's something else so I am you know I'm already attuned to myself and my cycle and I was even more so on the fertility journey because you're always kind of tracking ovulation and when your cycles do just sort of becomes part of your life. Um, So either way, I knew I wanted to improve more my hormones. So I'd done a variety of things from all kind of natural, holistic at home, different type of herbs and baths and different type of herbal teas and cycle thinking like you can even do I didn't do this probably as much as I could have but there's something called seed cycling you know you eat certain seeds per each phase and then I explored um, yoga for women so like fertility yoga feminine yoga 
yoga for your menstrual cycle. There's, there's a whole other world out there that exists for supporting the different phases of your cycle. And if a masculine kind of yoga practice works for you or not, and if you should adjust. So just to give a brief example of that, like during your cycle, when you're bleeding, you wouldn't necessarily be doing all this, all these, you know, sun salutations or warriors, or especially maybe not inversions. Those are kind of um, controversial with bleeding and pregnancy and all of that, but you'd be more inward and restorative. So to just kind of live more cyclically in tune with the body. And then when you're post menses and you're feeling, you know, pretty good on your way to ovulation, it might be the dynamic period of your cycle where you're doing all these sun salutations and standing postures and inversions or all of those more, you know, yang kind of asanas. So that's just a brief example of how that can be looked at. And I did play with that for a little while. It, ultimately, I it came down to listening to my body and what I wanted to do in that moment. Even if I was bleeding or not, if I wanted to even do any movement or none at all. So I explored that. And then I came across hormone yoga therapy. So the quick version of what hormone yoga therapy is is this fascinating, incredible system of asanas. So it's it's a specific sequence that you do that targets the endocrine system and reproductive system, which, as I said, is kind of all the same. They're all intertwined, but it's the organs and glands that support these systems. So, you know, the pituitary, the thyroid, the ovaries, the... Um, the uterus a little a little bit like there's some move, movements in there that would you know bring blood flow to that area and the pelvic cavity there's a little more to it but just to give you a sense so basically from your head to your pelvic region of all endocrine and reproductive related organs and glands so you do this sequence it takes about 20 to 30 minutes, depending on your yoga practice. Um, you do it, you know, if every, if not every day, three to four times a week, just kind of get your body into this rhythm and you use this certain pranayama, this specialized breathing technique called Bastrika with it. And this is all outlined in um, Kareen's online course and the creator of hormone yoga therapy is Dinah or Dina Rodriguez. So she has these steps available, but I found Kareen's program more accessible to learn. So either way, once you get to know the sequence, you do your hormone yoga, the breathing is incredible. It really wakes you up. I, I started to feel really good. And I said, you know what? I'll just do that for my hormones, if nothing else, you know, at the time of exploring hormone yoga, and this is about a year or two ago that I kind of first discovered it, but about a year is when I officially put, brought it into my practice. I had tried so many different things and my hormones had changed or improved in different ways, but they were still, there was still just something off and I, in the midst of all of that we did IVF so that throws off 
everything. You know, you're taking medications, you're getting your eggs out, like you're taking birth control again, like everything kind of just when you're doing anything more synthetic or mainstream, it just kind of puts things on hold or a pause to what your innate system tries to do. So there was a lot of changes that my body was trying to continually achieve homeostasis from. So ultimately, finished IVF, none of that worked for our journey, started hormone yoga, got into Ayurveda. So at the same time, I'm doing this different type of unique yoga targeting these specialized areas of the body while eating and drinking, you know, more nutritionally. So working on digestion, hydrating properly. People think they have enough water. They don't. We're like a severely dehydrated society. And I knew instantly once I started drinking the right type of water and electrolytes, you know, that my system needed, that I was severely dehydrated at a organ and cellular level. And I saw that show up in my skin. I speak about that a little bit in the previous series for Ayurveda for Skin. So I noticed these changes and my cycle changed. It's going to happen. And so I just knew that it was finally like what worked for me. Okay, finally on this right track, I'm improving my hormones. I started to feel like a little more balanced, a little more evened out. I still would get like a bit of PMS before, you know, that's something that I think unless you clear schedule for when your cycle is going to come, that just might show up as a sign of, I don't want to do things right now. And that's our body's way of telling us. I don't know, we could talk about that. But so I had like little symptoms kind of still there, but overall, my cycle looked healthier, the appearance, I felt better. Things just felt like, okay, something might be finally shifting. And needless to say, it it was, it was shifting. So in the midst of all of this, and I've spoken about this multiple times, so I apologize if this is repetitive, if you've listened, but I I began Ayurveda and hormone yoga changes March of 2021. Um, and then I quit my job June of 2021. So that was like three months of body, mind change, and then lifestyle, like a significant shift to the stress response in my body. And I don't even think I realized how much my bo- my job was impacting my body until even like three months later, because this was a 20 year job. It was what I did every day. It was like who I was. And, you know, it felt weird at first, like, what do I do now? And, you know, that whole like identity thing. And then three months later, I was like, wow, my nervous system just feels better. Like I finally could let go of all of that and detach from it and shed it. So to, in, in my opinion, and you know, whatever you believe, I got pregnant three months after quitting my job. So I think in, with all of the changes of improving nutrition and health with Ayurveda and hormone yoga and, you know, working on that area, and then a huge life change, like quitting a job, leaving 
my body, I truly believe that my nervous system was finally in a place to say, we, we have the room and the space to have a baby now. So I just, whatever the events that led up to it not happening for so long, there was obviously a combination of things going on. But once it finally did happen, it made sense that those shifts and alignment took place. And it made so much sense that it happened in that way. And it felt right, you know, it felt like the right timing. I could finally just be home and focus on being a mom and stay at home mom and focus on my son and my next baby. And all of that's stressful too. It's obviously going to be a different kind of stress, but it allowed me the room and the space to even try or have that opportunity because while I was working, I felt that it was taking all my energy and reserves. Anyway, that's my belief system as of now. So the whole kind of point of sharing this all and wrapping it all up is hormone health is important, not just for fertility or getting pregnant. It's something that you want to age gracefully with happy, healthy hormones. And if you have any kind of women's female hormone issues that are showing up, it's usually just another sign message from the body asking you to pay attention to something, whether it's what you're eating or drinking or consuming. And that's more than just food. It's, you know, what are you taking in? What are you digesting? Or is there something in your life that isn't aligned and it's coming out, you know, in that way? There's so many stories that women share about, you know, once they made this change, whatever the change was for them, that something in their hormone health or their health situation also changed with it. So it's it's just one of those things. This is all mind-body work. So other than that, um, Ayurveda can help so many areas of health and whatever your top three issues are, I can speak from experience. My top three issues for the past several years were ultimately gut is kind of number one for almost everyone underlying and I'll be speaking about that next, but skin which I just shared in my previous episode, and fertility. Those were the longest kind of chronic pressing issues that I was still dealing with up until a year ago. And prior to that, I had other things going on that slowly resolved themselves, you know, little by little. But these were things that were bigger. So the fact that Ayurveda helped me figure these pieces out And it truly was only after about six months of incorporating changes along with, you know, significant life changes was just so so amazing to me. You know, like there's so much that can be done. There's so much possibility. We just have to believe in it and tap into it. And there's ways, there's ways to support and guide you through something that seems impossible or scary or will never happen. I never thought I would get pregnant again and my baby's due in about two months and it's just like wow it's just one of those nice reminders of you know what life can be 
um, not to get too dreamy on you, but until it happened, I was kind of like a non-believer and now I'm sold. So if anything in this episode, you know, stood out to you or you feel it could help you, please reach out. Bethany Jewel Yoga at gmail.com. That's Jewel with two L's or on my website, same Bethany Jewel Yoga. And, you know, we could just have a quick chat. Anything that I can offer as support and guidance to help because I've lived it. So thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Take care and be well. If you enjoyed this episode of Whole Woman Health, please leave feedback. I hope to see you next time. Thank you for listening.